So. Bro, I can't watch that bullshit. I can't watch No Love Is Blind, uh, Hot Island, or like, like to to, yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck The Bachelor. Yeah. Fuck like what is the other one? Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah. Bro, all that shit. Like, cause I understand what it's about. Like, yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah. Are you entertained? Yes. Yeah. It, all right, that's for you. But just don't feed me. Like, bro, don't put sprinkles on a turd and tell me it's a donut. Yeah. You see what You're I'm right saying? There. Like, that's what it's. Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we love all the support and thank you guys for tuning in and just really, you know, letting us be in your ears, whether it's working out on a car drive, uh, at work, you're supposed to be at work, but we know you're listening to a podcast. It's all right. Keep doing your thing. And as always, we have another good guest on for you. He's somebody that really has a lot of the same qualities that I find to love about myself in him. He's really a hard worker. He understands the tools of mastering your craft. And he's somebody that's like parallel or adjacent to kind of the similar story of just like navigating this clusterfuck as a young man and trying to sort of reach your full potential and just kind of like learn to love yourself and provide as much value to as many people around as possible. So I got my homeboy Danielson on, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Denilson here. Appreciate Venture having me on the podcast, man. Super excited to be here. We we had this schedule a couple months ago, but you know some uh, some troubles came with my dad having a stroke, and uh, you know I gotta handle some business. But uh, he reached out again, and thankfully he did, and I'm I'm here, man. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, jumping on, and I want you to know we've gotten better. So guess what? It's more time. Had you pushed it another month, another two, we would have continued to get better. So this is just phase one right now. We're with audio. Eventually, we're going to have the video component of we're going to be running. We're growing, and we're all about growth on this podcast. Good vibes, man. Thanks for coming out. But go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself. Where were you born? Yeah, bro. So I'm actually born, uh, I was born here, Santa Ana, California, in 92701, uh, to uh, two immigrant parents, bro. So they're both from Oaxaca, Mexico. And uh, I do, as many may know, uh, Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Mexico is uh, a land of a lot of uh, different, uh, would you say, races. Um, you know, a lot of uh, African Americans were um, floating around there, specifically the uh, Congo community. So uh, in my blood, I have 36%. I'm 36%. Uh, what's the term? Cognin, I believe. Is that, is that the term? From Congo. Yeah, from okay. Congo, yeah. From West African. Yeah, West African, yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, growing up, I kind of had like little difficulty of, um, you know, uh, I want to say identity crisis, but, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, but your parents are Mexican, but you like to say you're you're black as well. I'm like, well, I am. You know, my, my mm-hmm. blood, my bloodline says it. Um, the blood percentage says it. And um, but people be like, no, you can't. You can't say this. You can't do that. And I'm like, okay, so what, who are you to tell me this? Like, who are you to tell me what I am? Like, am I supposed to show you papers? Or am I supposed to carry, like, my genetics test? Like, oh, no, yeah, I am. Like, here you go, here you go. So, you know, growing up, it was kind of difficult, like, kind of, like, uh, expressing myself and, and being myself. Because, uh, you know, I, I think there is a, there's a difference between, you know, just being completely Mexican or completely being completely Hispanic, Latino, or white, black. Uh, it, that's in physical traits. Or that's in mental traits. It's traditional traits. Um, so that was cool. But, you know, growing up. Uh, my parents very hardworking people. Um, my dad actually had a food truck, so working at a food truck growing up. So I've been kind of working since I was like four, you know, five, just working <laughs> the food truck. When he went to go party with my mom, I'd work the food truck, selling milk, eggs, just your casual goods. Like you need toilet paper, chips, uh, anything kind of like that. And it, it was always it was always fun, you know. Kind of I think set the set the table for uh, how I was going to be in the future. 
Um, and then I remember first day of kindergarten, um, I remember waking up, you know, my mom's dressing me up, big knock on the door, boom, boom, boom. My mom goes and opens the door and it's, uh, it's ICE, so immigration services. And uh, I just have little glimpses of it, like memorizing like them handcuffing my dad, seeing him down on the couch, explaining the process, what they're going to do. And after that, we went back into the room. My dad was gone. I didn't see him for a couple months. And uh, my, mom wasn't working at, my mom wasn't working that time. She was always taking care of us, uh, us, us, us children. I'm actually the youngest of four. And um, she kind of put her big, like her big girl pants on and decided to work the food truck. And she kind of was working every day, all night, all day, and uh, was able to kind of recoup some money up and um, pay for a coyote. A coyote is like a, I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a term for a man that, you know, put cross, me on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a guy that um, pretty much uh, transports like immigrants or any kind of stuff to, to uh, illegally to America. So yeah. my mom was finally able to kind of uh, come up with some money to kind of get my dad back here. And in like a matter of months, my dad was back here, but obviously in different circumstances now, kind of like, I wouldn't say in hiding, but. For the, for the most part, you know, how to live, live a more secretive life and all that stuff. So he was still working the food truck, but obviously knowing that he could be taken in any time. So I think growing up, I was kind of prepared for that. My parents did a great job at preparing me to be um, on my own. So, you know, uh, a little fast forward to a fifth grade, fifth grade, going to sixth grade, just transition. My parents sent us to Mexico. We're still living in a little two-bedroom apartment. Um, with like you know roommates so we like all six of us stayed in one room and they rented the other room and that's how we kind of paid the rent for that apartment and then that one summer going to sixth grade they sent us to Mexico for three months but over there the whole summer you know I was kind of chubby but like I think that transition being in Mexico like riding cows I mean riding horses and like moving cows from far to farm and just working there I lost a lot of weight I had like my biggest growth spurt so I could tell like okay my jeans are kind of coming in and um, we come back we come back and uh, we pass the food truck. We get some chips and soda. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to go home. It's, it was, you know, a long trip from Mexico. And um, we get there. We get to the food truck. We get our goods. And we're not going to the apartment. We're like, bro, we're home. Like, why can't we get in? And my parents just drive us down the street. We're like a good 15-minute drive. We pull up to this crib. I'm not going to lie. It was the nicest crib. It was a crib. You know, it was, it was pink. Like, like, the paint was already coming off. I'm like, what is What are we here? Like, we visiting uncles or whatever. And we get off the van. We had an Astro van. And we get off, and I was like, this is your new home. It's, it's, a, it's a house. And we're like, what? I mean, and there were other people living there, because I, I mean, growing up now, I knew the circumstance, but we had, we had roommates, because, you know, like, we had a house, but we were still renting out some rooms, so we couldn't be able to afford the mortgage and all. So I didn't have my own room. I shared a room with my brother, but, you know, it was, still, it was a different scenery. You know, I had my backyard, front yard. I was able to, like, do everything still. And then eventually, you know, we all grew up. We all, we all grew up, got some jobs and stuff like that, but... Um, we'll probably get to that later, you know, growing up and stuff. But yeah, man, that's my little little background about me. So you went hard as fuck. I did, right bro. There. My fault. My fault. I was talking no, for days. No, I love it. Make my job easy, bro. It's not like pulling teeth with you, man. Um, I already know where this is kind of flowing now. It's you started it with the most important thing you said was identity crisis. There's a very small percentage of people who have our like genetic makeup, our ethnic backgrounds of just being multiracial and just being this tall, tan and terrific and this beautiful yeah. that people don't understand, man. People who maybe are just black or just white don't really get the sort of cultural walking that we do, the amount of paths that we're able to switch through. And it's not even a switching. It's almost just like a morph into one, dude. And I was blessed with the natural ability to, I didn't have to go through that, man. I just sort of knew that it was me and I was cool with all people. 
I, I never, and I understand like my sister is that way. My sister was like, well, I don't fit in here. She felt like the puzzle piece that didn't fit in. Whereas I felt like the draw four card in Uno, where I was like, yo, I'm here with these people. Whoop de whoop. All right, I'm here with these people. And they're like, well, who is that guy? I don't know, but I fuck with him. Mm -hmm. He's venture. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's where like I really learned how to develop and connect with people. As I think because I didn't have sort of my own people. Like even it's it's a little weird that you and I are sitting here and we're like kind of the same. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, there's somebody who kind of gets what I've gone through and sort of like that. Even on a bro job application that we went, what is your, your ethnic makeup? I got to choose one box. Why? Or just even the whole term of like, hey, I'm half this, half this, quarter this, quarter this, quarter this, bro. I can tell you who made that and it wasn't somebody who had multiple backgrounds because I got, check this out, bro. I have an analogy for all the young guys that I put on that are, have our backgrounds. It's like, if we have a garage, right? And in that garage, we have two cars. We have a Corvette, we have a pickup truck and we have uh, a fucking minivan. All right. Would you say what's in your garage? Would you say, oh, there's a third of a Corvette. There's a third of a pickup truck. No, that would be three things. Yeah. We have three cars as opposed to your one car of German or, you know, African-American, yeah. whatever it is. Treat it as such. Yeah. You have three different superpowers, all right? So you need to understand that this is Mexican, this is white, this is black. That's that's what makes you up, okay, sweetheart? And you're gorgeous and you're beautiful and you need to use all those to help all yeah. those people, all right? So it's like that identity crisis, that's what I use whenever I find somebody who is going through that and I go, no, 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 it's not half, it's not this, it's that. When When is having more of something ever become divisive it doesn't make any sense right so if i have two houses i have half a house in la and then half a house in new york no no no. you got two cribs bro 100%. what do you think about that yeah bro i think uh, some people just i just think they can't get it through their head that some people could be multi-ethnic multi-race uh people and i feel like they're maybe i don't know if they're upset they're jealous that you could be able to mingle with a bunch of different people because i i think it wasn't until middle school where i was able to kind of like express myself and share and communicate with people also like not having a cell phone i didn't get my first cell phone until i was like in ninth grade so i was actually forced to like talk to people if i wanted to ask a girl for her number or or anything or even just like on a date i was like hey i don't have a phone i have an ipad to email but i don't, I don't have wi-fi until i'm at home so i can get your email get your number and have to like communicate like that so um i think that kind of helped me out in the long run to uh, be able to communicate with people but back to that question you're asking um it's just it's just a weird topic bro i think People are just. Uh, I think it's just the environment they're going. They're they're built in, and and uh, and they just need to experience other stuff. If that's like moving out of town, if that's uh, getting new friends, or I don't know, they just need they need to do something to get out of that comfort zone and get out of that little bubble they're in because it, it, it's. I think it's just detrimental to their to their well being and to their to their growth really. Yeah, man, and it's like you're doing it with your traveling. You're doing it with just getting out and seeing the big world that we have, and it's like we've. I got this quote that I bring up every few podcasts or so, and it's like, uh, exposure leads to expansion. You know what I mean? The The only time that you can stay like ignorant and you can stay as closed-minded is when you stay within the borders of what created you. You know, as you expand, you expose yourself through new things, it's like those all those myths are debunked you know what i mean all the conventional wisdom that you thought you had goes right out the window and you are seeing the reality of what is you know what i mean so it, it really develops a sense of resilience man and that's why i respect you so much and i understand like real recognizes real you know what i mean like hey tupac man one of my favorite quotes is he says 
real eyes, real lies, real lies. So it's like, I see what you are. And ever since, bro, we met like on the flag football thing, just like hanging out, having fun, like rec ball. And like, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I know what that guy is. Like, cause I'm that guy. So it's like, we need to, we need to like collab. We need to hang out more. We need to do this shit because there's not a lot of us out there. You know what I mean? As far as like true resilience, the ability, there's not a lot of guys that I come into contact with that are in our like age category to where I go, oh yeah, no, I'm going down a dark alley. I definitely need D with me because I understand what he is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we, there's, there's just a natural bond that I think only people with our backgrounds get, you know what I mean? People who have been put in tough situations and find a way out. Yeah. And that's one of my, and your natural greatest abilities is the ability to recognize patterns, to see opportunities and to not let opportunities fly over. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. So update me, man. Where are you working at right now? Yeah, right now. So I actually have two jobs. So I work as a behavior interventionist for Santa Ana Unified School District. So pretty much what I do is uh, I take care of behaviors. I work with kids primarily with autism and ED, which is emotional disturbance. So I'm pretty much like in the background, you know, the teacher's teaching. And if I see a kid kind of struggling, if I see them doing like some things with their hands or touching their ears, knowing they're getting frustrated, I kind of go up to them and be like, hey, like, what, what can I do to help you? If that's me walking them outside, giving them a, a hype talk, or if that's giving them a break with their play with their Legos or just giving them a little, uh, little um, advice that, could, I, that can maybe make their day better. Um, and then I also work for K1 Speed just because uh, I've always been the type of guy, yeah, K1 ah, Speed and Irvine, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want to kick it, bro. I, I'm the... I'm the track operator, so I control your car and I can make you go the faster you could go, bro. What? Yeah, so it, it's pretty. Up. It's a pretty cool gig. Um, that that job's just like a little side job because, like I said, like you mentioned, I love traveling. I'm a big Raider fan, so like this past year, I went to every single Raider game, bro. So I was in New York, I was in New Orleans, I was Florida, Seattle, every game in Vegas, and that cost some good money, bro. So I think I had to get a second job, just kind of still live that little little travel life and you know i got a girl that i'm trying to like spoil and also what's your girlfriend's name britney van bro britney van Brit i met her at long beach so i actually met her a couple months ago in a class i had and uh she actually is, it's weird how we met bro so uh you know the parking pass now is expensive at long beach. it's like almost 300 dollars. i know it's expensive that's why i didn't buy it yeah, that's, I, I remember you parking <laughs> over here the other day i dropped you off i remember and um so uh she had asked me she asked me if i could put her on my parking parking pass because i guess long beach has like a thing where you could put multiple cars mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, for sure. She messaged me like on on, on a Zoom call, and um, and uh, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. I got her like, information contact, and she offered to like give me some money. I was like, oh, you're good. I already bought it. Like you're totally fine. I'm only I'm only I'm only on campus Wednesday, so I think you using it on the other days would would benefit. Like it, I think it just make it great for the price that I paid. And then um, for some reason I was like, you know what? Like let's go on a, let's go on a little uh, a little um, study date. So we go on a study date, bro, to little, little boba shop. I was a little late because. Uh, the, work, the way it works in my household, like, the parking sucks. So I was waiting for my sister to cover my parking. So I got a little late, and I forgot my backpack. So uh, I pick her up. She has her backpack. I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, um, I'm, I'm picking her up, right? I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I forgot my backpack. So we have the same class, so we can study together. You know, you just go on your – we'll hop on your computer. We'll, we're doing the same thing. I'll just copy your notes, or I'll just kind of verbal it to you and stuff like that. Use my words to you. And then um, long story short, but we didn't even study. We just got boba. We are just talking, vibing. And uh, after that, we got canes, and we were just talking, bro. I think uh, she felt pretty comfortable where she was sharing, you know, some of her past stuff, and uh, uh, vice versa. I shared some of my personal things, and and since then, I think we've been like inseparable, bro. Like she's, I remember she mentioned to me, she's like, no, you know, like I'm very busy. Oh, little background. She's also she's Vietnamese, so you know, I'm pretty sure they have like a little, a little, um, 
uh, what would you say, a little stereotype, you know, got to focus on school, work, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's like the Asian community itself, I think. They got to, like, stay busy, you know? So she was busy. She mentioned to me, like, hey, you know, like, I might not have time for you. And I'm like, you're going to see. You're going to see. So <laughs> I think, you know, after a while, she kind of, like, put her boundaries down. So we're hanging out, like, every day, bro. She sleeps over at my house all the time now. And I enjoy it, bro. She's awesome. I think uh, we, we both, um, what would you say? Uh, I wouldn't even say benefit, but I think we both challenge each other. We both... Uh, the term is compliment. I think we both compliment one another. You know, I think she has her strengths. I have my weaknesses and vice versa. She has her uh, weaknesses. I got my strengths. And we're both helping each other become a better version of ourselves. And I'm enjoying it. You know, I think uh, different cultures too. It's, it, it's, it's awesome, man. I know you're also different it's cultures beautiful. as Hannah, bro. It's, it's an amazing thing, man. And then love, love is beautiful too. You know, I think, I've, I mean, we'll talk about it later too, but I've experienced some different kind of relationships that kind of went south real fast. And um, it's just one of those things that you just got to, not be scared of and just keep trying, you know? And uh, I will say on record, the best thing, the, the best reason why I went to college is because I was able to become in a partnership with Hannah. That's the number one thing that I will take with me. I don't give a fuck about the degree. I don't mm-hmm. care about anything. That is the most valuable thing. One of the most valuable things that I think I'll accomplish over my lifetime. I'm say that on record. 100%. Had I not done that, I wouldn't have met Hannah. And we're going to talk about this because I think that you have a very interesting perspective on education, primary school and higher education, because you're in higher education and you also work with little kids is I don't like the way that the school system is run right now. There's not enough options for active kids with a lot of potential. You know what I mean? I was definitely a child that I have a very hard time sitting in a classroom. I have a very time putting ash cheeks on a seat. For more than 20 minutes, bro, it can't happen. Like, the only time it happens is during this podcast, and that's because I love what we do. Like, it's just I can't listen to people who I'm not interested in tell me about topics that I don't care about or topics that just don't relate to me or aren't accurate. Like, I'm not going to sit in history class and you tell me fucking uh, George Washington did this or Andrew Jackson did this when that motherfucker was running a genocide on my people simultaneously while building America. You know what I mean, bro? It's just like shit like that. So I want to talk about like, how do you feel being that behavior specialist? And if you had to create a new school, bro, what would your school look like? Yeah, bro. So mind you, I work with kids with autism. So our curriculum is a little different from general ed. Yeah. So what we do in my classroom, we try to teach them like the, the, the basic uh, people skills, communicating, using their, uh, being able to speak on their emotions and being able to uh, communicate what they want and what they need um, with a little bit of math, a little bit of English, a little bit of writing. Um, however, I've also been a part of a, a general ed class as a, obviously as a student myself. I think we could do a better job as an education system as like, you know, if we have like, you know, we have those general testings. Like there are some classes like the KCACT that when I took like, I didn't even, I haven't even learned none of this math before, you know, I was in different math, like, all these motherfuckers were like AP, calc, I was, I'm some college algebra, I haven't even learned calc, so how do you want me to pass, how do you want me to do so well in this class, and, and, or how, how do you want me to do so well in this test, I haven't even learned the subject yet, and uh, I think that kind of set me up for failure, because, I mean, we, like I said, we both play sports, we both very competitive, I think we were both very dominant in our sports, too, yeah. so, I mean, growing up, uh, in senior year, you know, I was, I thought I was balling, having a career year, I was like top four in the county in rushing, um, and I wasn't worried about school. I was like, bro, school's going to take care of itself. Football's going to – I was already planning, you know, playing for the Raiders, taking care of my family. And then once December came, you know, commitment day, I, was still, I had no fucking offers. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, there was one or two, but, like, they were Division two, But there were pre-med schools, and 
obviously after my ACT and SAT, like they they're like, nah, we don't want you. Like you're good, but mm-hmm. you you won't you won't pass at our school, or like you won't even get in our school. So that was uh, out the window. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we need to do a better job at playing to our students' strengths because we're not all, like it's it's like that one analogy you said like. You're not gonna make a, a monkey swim and have a line, uh, have like a freaking uh, a turtle go up a fucking tree. Yeah. You know, like the, like play to my strengths and watch me perform. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think the school the school system could do a better job. I think teachers could do a better job. It's not just a paycheck. I th- I do think they're underpaid. I think uh, uh, teachers are finally realizing that and they're kind of moving on to other careers or if that's uh, if that's uh, maybe uh, going back to school and getting a different degree or if that's uh, just completely quitting jobs and just working a different part-time job or something but tell me what you think about this because now yep. we're segueing into something that i think where i don't know if the teaching pool is diverse enough there's a lot of kids and i only see one or two different types of teachers there's nothing that there's a lot of kids like me mm-hmm. in schools across america right now i'm not motivated to become a teacher because i don't believe that the curriculum that i'm going to be forced to teach is going to be something that i can stand behind yeah. where it's like Buddy, we need more thinkers. We need more people who have the ability to think. You know what I mean? To explore certain ideas as far, you know what I mean? Instead of just getting a textbook shoved in their face and saying, hey, here's the homework. And you just turn an entire generation off. You know what I mean? As far as, get this, bro. I'm (laughs) going to go full circle on you right now. Those tools that you're talking about for your autism class, the basic people skills, basic communication skills, take those and throw everything out the fucking window. We need to be doing that at Cal State Long Beach. The same exact thing. I don't care about biology 101. I care about uh, compassion 101. I care about uh, confidence 101. I care about empathy 101. So if I were to create a school, bro, that's what I would be teaching to my students is, hey, everybody right now get in a circle. And what are we going through? How's everything yeah. going right now? Yeah. Um, what are we trying to accomplish? And guess what? Now let's work backwards to try to accomplish those goals. Yeah. You talk about wanting to be, you know, the greatest athlete you could have been. And that, of course, ran its course. Something that I think more former athletes need. And I talked about this on the last podcast need to transition into, bro, is becoming professional in something other than sports taking those tools and that work ethic and that discipline that you did every single day and apply that to something else that you're passionate about so many people just fall off right they just fall off the wagon they're not thinking they're just and also dude i had no intentions of becoming a great athlete i could tell you right now i wanted to play in the nfl just like everybody else i didn't really care about football i didn't really care about i was good at it i didn't care about uh, the, the people in the stands, I didn't care about the cheerleaders, I wanted to make money, I wanted yeah. to become very wealthy. Yeah. And as mentors of mine began uh, providing more options and more outlets for me to look at giving me certain literatures of, oh, fuck, I live in a world where I can actually monetize anything that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to create a podcast. And I'm going to create a community and a network full of people who are all like-minded and want to get better and are obsessed with human excellence. That's what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm not going to play football. I don't want, I'm not trying to get concussions. You know what I mean? Like, let me go do this. So what do you think about those basic tools that you are applying with your children that you're helping out, man? And just like, what would it look like? You know what I mean? Because I don't believe, dude, that we can force kids like farm animals into a fucking classroom for eight hours. Mm -hmm. Why not have four hours of recess? I guarantee you they're going to learn more playing kickball than they are literally listening to the presidents. You know what I mean? Tell me about it. Yeah. So going back to that first one where you said like diversity in the school, you just see two people. I'm not going to lie to you. At my school, 
where they teach, it's a low-income school. And all the teachers live in either Laguna Hills, Laguna Beach, Irvine, to give you a good uh, little... Uh, yeah, they're hella, uh, like, just white and prissy and yeah. you know what i mean yeah so they'll have they have no empathy for the kids over here a lot of these kids probably didn't even eat breakfast or dinner the day before or they didn't have a bed to sleep in or you know maybe they had fucking cockroaches going up their ear because they live in such a like a bad place you know so um these teachers get very frustrated with these kids when they can't perform but they just don't have the tools to perform so i think like i said we need a better job and maybe hiring a different pool of people not just hiring on education, but hiring on people. Because skills could be taught. Like, on, on a job, like, uh, at, at, like, going back to Cal State Long Beach, like, I think I've learned so much more working a job, a part-time job at fucking Chick-fil-A than at Cal State Long Beach. How to, how, to treat a, how to treat a person, how to attend a person, how to understand a person, and just how to lead. Uh, I, I was very fortunate to be at Chick-fil-A for actually two years. I became an operations director, and some shit went sideways where I fucked up personally. I think we could talk about it later in the podcast. But, um... So back to like the personal skills, I think those basic skills, communication, showing empathy, communicating and being able to uh, um, elaborate on your emotions, I think goes a long way. Because at the end of the day, bro, if, if, you're, if you're feeling some kind of way, you're, you're feeling suicidal, feeling suicidal, what the fuck I learned in biology is not going to fucking help this, this, this conversation trying to get you out of that, out of that fucking jumping off that fucking bridge. So um, I think we need to kind of, you know, if, if you want to do biology, cool, you want to be a doctor, cool. But, you know, I think uh, we need to... Um, just teach people how to be human beings and and stuff like that. Cause I mean, like I said, I I was very fortunate to like go through a lot of little uh, little mountains, little cliffs, or whatever. I what word I'm trying to find like little uh, uh, problems, I guess, in my in my life. To, and I was able to kind of solve them or go through them. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people aren't. They don't get those experiences to help them develop as people. So um. there's a fear of failure mm -hmm. going on. I think that might be a mental crisis that I think is going on definitely with our generation that yeah. I'm seeing is. A lot of kids were told coming out of high school, if you don't go to college, you're going to be a fucking failure. Yeah. I don't believe that. 100%. I never believed it. That's why even applying to Cal State Long Beach, I was going, uh, I don't need it, bro. Honestly, there's probably three careers that I believe right now, and let's see what you think, that you really need a degree, bro. If you're opening up my heart, you're going to be a surgeon. Mm -hmm. yep. I want you to study a little bit. I need you to know where those things are. If you're going to be an engineer, yep. if you want to create planes and shit, I, I need those planes to work, buddy. You need some math on that. Uh, what the fuck is the third one? Probably like a, if you're going to be another educator, yep. probably right I, there. You're right. Absolutely. 100%. So those three things, I need you to go to school. Everything else. Sociology. That's what my major is. What's your major? International business. Okay. Yeah. You're not learning a goddamn thing mm -hmm. about international business staying in the fucking United mm, States yep. of America. I would, first thing I would do is kick your ass out of here. Go to Europe. Go yep. figure it out. You yep. know what I mean? Go to Australia. Figure it out. Yep. Like, you don't need to be here. Go learn international yep. business internationally. 100%. So uh, there's just, I think, these gatekeepers that we're talking about that our parents grew up with. Mm -hmm. Luckily, with like the globalization of everything, with the internet, with the way thought is being sort of like just bounced everywhere, I don't think that it's going to hold as much weight. Bro, I might be the last, honestly, I think you and I might be the last people like us to go to college. I don't know if my son or my daughter, mm -hmm. if they're coming to me and they're like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, I don't think I'm going to force them to go to school. Yeah. I'm going to go, oh yeah, no, you don't need it. You can get exactly what I got, this house that we have, mm -hmm. all this shit that we have, yep. you can get all that without it. So it's like... It's weird, bro. How do you feel? Like, were you excited to go to school other than playing sports? 
were you a big like school guy? Were you, what did you see with it? How did, what were your thoughts about classes? What kind of student were you? So I've always been pretty uh, decent in the classroom setting. Like I said, sports is always like my motivator to like do decent. Cause you know, you can't play unless you have a 2.0. Yeah. So um, growing up, school came, I would say easy to me. Like the teacher had to just say it once. I'm like, okay, kind of got a grasp of it. Let me just go out there and freestyle it. And um, so I, I was very lucky to be that kind of student. Um, but applying to college, it was a little different because, you know, college expensive. One class could run you like $1,500. Yeah. So my excuse, I'd say, was like, oh, if I don't go to college, it's because I couldn't afford it. But then, you know, fast food, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. I actually went the community college route. So I got my AA in business administration for free. I think the most expensive thing I had to pay was like the fucking uh, the nursing fee, which is the like $35. Health, yeah, the health fee. And then I got one fucking ticket because I didn't pay the parking pass, which was like $68. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is more than my tuition. But um, <laughs> Where did you go? What JUCO did you go I to? went to Santa Ana College, bro. So okay. Santa Ana College, I actually was playing football there for the spring and the summer. And then uh, until I realized that there wasn't a community college or a JUCO college isn't like a team sport. It's more like I'm trying to get mine and get out, you know, get, get my D1 scholarship and get out of here. First, like a couple days of spring ball, like they inserted me as a starter. They took at the other, the other corner. And... Um, I could just tell, like, the receivers were already, like, kind of trying to hurt me. I feel like they were diving for my knees. I'm like, bro, we're just wearing shirts and shorts. Why are you diving for my knees for? And uh, that's when I realized, like, you know what? I'm going to get hurt out here. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to be able to work and stuff like that. So I just decided to do track. And um, it was a pretty good year, two good years. Uh, we made it to regionals. We were one of the first athletes to actually make it past, like, just conference there at community college. So it was cool. We ran to San Diego. I got my ass beat. But it was, it was, good, uh, it was good, uh, a good competition. You know, I think uh, I got my little... My little, my, uh, my, I would say my little, my little juice out that I had left of being a competitive athlete. Yeah. And I think us playing at the, at the flag football here at Long Beach, bro, I, it, I think you brought out the, that, the little child in me again, like my competitive edge again, because I don't remember, but I was, I was, I was mad just playing. I was like, man, these guys got nothing. I was like, you know, a couple of them played at other schools and stuff like that, pretty big schools, but we were mopping our fucking dicks yeah. with, on their fucking mouths, but we're yeah. just balling out. And, uh, you being QB, I was like, I never had a QB like you, because my QB, like, I, I mean, I played running back in, in high school, but, uh, I, I knew I could always run routes and do all this stuff, but I never had a QB that could throw it to me. And I think us like put the ball where it needs yeah, to where be. Yeah, where it had to right be. Yeah, man. like sometimes like you know like you'd be like, I, I, you just read me. I feel like we could read a defense together, and we we're just always on, on the same on the same uh, plan. Yeah. And um, so that was just exciting, bro. I think uh, we should have won that whole thing, but just playing back to back games, you know, we're exhausted. You no, know, the thing is, we did win <laughs> for seven on seven, my guy. We won. You're not supposed to bring 35 people out to a seven on seven. All right, like if you want to have third stringers on your seven yeah. on seven, that's what they had yeah. on their roster was yeah, a, a team number three to go at it. So uh, that's yeah. a we we were the people's champs that yeah, day you know what no, i mean was, so was... that's funny and like i said dude as far as my like athletic career i was always a i was always the hardest worker there's nobody uh, i was always just competing with myself man had blinders on just fucking went 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 yeah. went went i was always the number two guy no matter what, man, there was always like a, we like your venture, but you know, this guy, 2%, I like him a little more. You yeah. know what I mean? So it just became so political and I just yeah. wasn't about that. I, I, I lost the love for football and yeah. I loved that team stuff, but I found my spark again with track, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And then obviously the pandemic happened and I was like, what's going to happen? Lost that second season, you know, yeah. made it out of conference that first season. It was just like one of those things. And then the opportunity here at Long Beach State presented itself with an academic scholarship that I received. And luckily I got a lot of tribal help from that. And like, yeah. it's all, you know, it was all smooth sailing from there. So yeah. I made it, but dude, I, I didn't, it, 
imposter syndrome is really real. Yeah, 100%. I never felt like I, like, Say belonged. Belong. Yep. Yeah. I never felt like on any college campus that I've been in, even when I was a kid, I felt like, okay, maybe I'll play sports, but I don't think I belong in this classroom because I'm not really like you. Yeah. I think I don't need this stuff. I think that I have common sense to where, hey, guess what? I don't need to know how to write up a business proposal because guess what? While you were, not you, but while this person yeah. has their little binder and their PowerPoint on their little thumb drive, I've already made the deal with the guy in the elevator. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't even need to go to the meeting. Why? Because I already told him, bing, bing, whoop-de-whoop, yeah. we're already out of here. Yeah. Like, that's just how I've always been. So it's one of those things of like, tell me what happened at Chick-fil-A, bro. You seemed a little hot about that. You seemed a little tight. What yeah. happened at Chick-fil-A? No, so Chick-fil-A, it was completely my fault, bro. So you know, uh, I started off as a regular employee, became a trainer, became a manager, just climbed up, the, like, climbed up the ranks, became a store manager, assistant director, and operations director. So what had happened, bro, you know how COVID happened and, uh, you know, some, I think some owners and some directors and stuff like that kind of, I don't think they, treat, they treated their, their employees the right way, their, their team. And uh, with, especially in my store, I'm not going to say what store I worked at, but um, I feel like they weren't compensated properly you know when covid first started people were dying left and right people were getting sick and us at my store we never closed we didn't even blink we, we maybe shut down for like an hour and a half to discuss the game plan we went back out there with just masks and gloves and a lot of people on my, on my team like team staff was getting sick i was working like 14 hour days you know from 6 a.m to like 11 p.m and um uh and then i had a couple team members come up to me and they proposed a plan they said they weren't getting compensated correctly, so they wanted to uh, create a plan where they could funnel some money towards themselves directly. And mind you, little people make mistakes. This is—I think this story doesn't define who I am as a person, but I mean, I, I've grown from it and I've—I've I've become a better man from it. Um, so pretty much, they were kind of pocketing money on my watch, and I was allowing them to do so, and pretty much covering for them. And in a couple occasions, they would slide money to me. And that money wasn't even like big money, but it was just money that, you know, cover my gas or cover like, oh, I want to get in now. Cool. It was, I wasn't spending money for my paycheck on that kind of stuff. So eventually, you know, shit comes up, man. When our, when our store got um, audited, they could tell where the money was coming out of. And the only person that had access to that kind of stuff was me. And, uh, you know, I didn't write on anybody out. I took, I took full blame of it. And I actually paid everything back that, that uh, they had caught me with or they suggested I had stolen that which really wasn't it I paid more than what I should have but I was like you know what I'm not gonna bring anybody down this was my fault I was um, trusted with this position and I failed them and uh, I, like I said I, I paid back everything uh, I learned from it and from there I was kind of I'm not gonna lie to you bro I was having suicide thoughts like crazy because mm. you know this was like a high position I was in you know I think and the owner I worked for was a, at a very uh very well-known owner that had a lot of connections and I felt like I had lost everything. I felt like, you know, like, damn, like this is my connection that I just lost. And, and I was just having crazy thoughts in my head. I was like, damn, I just going to end it now. Like, um, like this is it for me. Like, how am I ever going to like be seen by people? You know, they're all going to know that they're going to look at me as a fucking thief and that's not me. You know, most of that money too, you know, it wasn't even going just to me. It was going to other people. Like I was bringing the store like donuts or like I was buying them like whatever, for my for my team members and stuff like that, but they wouldn't see it like that, you know. They'd see it like, nah, this motherfucker just stole money from us and stuff. But um, that's what happened. I got let go, and uh, it was embarrassing. It was in front of everybody, you know. And then um, uh, it, it one of the it's one of those things I think that had to happen because I think if if it didn't happen, we st I probably would have still been there. Um, 
I probably would have still been there. And um, I actually, during that time, I was working hell hours. So I actually took a semester off from Long Beach. So leaving that Chick-fil-A uh, allowed me to kind of, you know, take a step back, live life a little slowly, enjoy the moment, go back to school, find another job. Where I'm working at now, I'm, I'm pretty much making the same amount of money, but working like 30 hours less than I was working at Chick-fil-A. So I think uh, as, as cliche as it sounds, you know, things happen for a reason. I think a lot of people at that store have been there for like 13 years and that's it. That's, that's the most they're going to do. They're just going to stay there and feel comfortable. And, uh, and now I think, uh, and now that I think about it, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that was just like, I wouldn't say it's God's way or some, whatever you want to believe. And I think it was just some, some kind of power that was like, Hey, this is the only way you're going to get out of this fucking job. So you got to go through it and learn from it and learn that you're not going to do this shit again. And that's what happened, man. Now I'm, you know, I'm living my life. I'm traveling more. Um, I actually made a mistake. So I told you I was going to New Orleans next last week. I'm actually going this, I leave this Saturday. I'm going for three days. I come back. I'm going to Vegas. I come back, going to Florida, come back, and I'm going to Seattle. So um, I'm, the only reason I'm saying this is because like, if I was still at Chick-fil-A, I wouldn't have time to do all that. Yeah. I wouldn't have the days off. Like The job I have now, it's a government job. So I get like 26 days. I get uh, 26 days. I get like 10 vacation days. I get all these kind of days to like just take time off for myself. And it's, it was, I guess that, that incident with Chick-fil-A was just like a, a blessing in disguise. But I just want people to know that, um, you know, mistakes happen. No one's perfect. You know, I think, uh, I think Venture did a good job hyping me up, being the, the hardworking man I am. And I think that that moment where I messed up and acted on impulse does not, um, uh, I say, does not set up the, or does not, this is, I mean, it, it did. It, it does uh, describe who I was as a person at that moment. But I think do people do change? And uh, I just... You know, I just hope people could realize that and see that too. Hey, man, failure is a large part of the developmental process. Yeah. I preach that all the time, man. And you look at it as something of like, okay, is this something that is going to define me or is this something that's going to help me improve? Yeah. You know what I mean, 100%. bro? Talk to me about this sensitive topic of being suicidal, man. This is something where I've always been a little curious about it because I've never like thankfully i've never had to go yeah. through any feelings like that we've had a few people on the podcast that have opened up and really explained what that feels like and how they understand how to help people more you have another gear another yeah. tool that you can help pull people out of if you find that necessary what's that like man what do you go through during that so i'm not gonna lie to you bro so right after that you know i couldn't eat i could i could you know i think at that time i was weighing like 210 and when I got fired, and then like like a kitchen, not three weeks, I just couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. I was just like, how do I do? That? I couldn't. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I hadn't even told my parents yet. So you know, like, how am I gonna come up with rent? How am I gonna do all this stuff? Like, I was living like you know, living like a little lavish life, but now abruptly stop. Your your flow of income stops. And um, my way of like the way I wanted to do is I've always been the kind of guy that I can't really sleep. I have like sleep dementia, or whatever. Uh, and I was just like you know, little sip of Nyquil. And it was just one night came, I was like, you know what? I have a bunch of fucking NyQuil's Easy Cool in my fucking closet. Like, what if I just chug all of them? Like, what if I just do it and just not wake up and, and just, you know, leave a note for my family? Like, hey, you know, I fucked up. But um, I think um, there was this one girl at that time that uh, she was actually my significant other at that time. Um, this was like two years almost ago. And um, she was just there for me, man. I, I communicated with her and her mom. I, to I actually told her and her mom before I even told my mom. And uh, I expressed to them that, hey, I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a thief. Like, they always they always allowed me to their, in their house. Like, I don't want them to think, like, oh, they can't trust me being in their house by themselves. Like, I might steal something, you know? So I told them, like, hey, I hope this doesn't change the way you guys feel about me. And I, and I, just, I think just sharing the story, like, sharing why um, you're feeling that kind of way helped me a lot. And then people were like, 
bro, like you're not the only person that's fucked up like that. Other people have stolen in different degrees, maybe even higher degrees, but just, you know, just, just forgive yourself. I think that's what it was. Forgiving myself um, allowed me to kind of get out of that, that zone. But even then, like sometimes I still think, I still have dreams about it now. Like, you know, like that moment where I got fired. I'm like, damn, like my team member, my team of like 103 people, I led a team of 103 people and I feel like I let them all down. I feel like uh, me leaving them or me like, you know, getting removed from being their leader uh, put them in a bad position because, you know, someone else got promoted to be like their leader and their their manager and he wasn't the same person as I was. He wasn't as empathetic as I was, you know. I'm, I was very cool. I think I was a pretty, pretty cool boss, you know. If you called out, I understood. I'm not going to question you like, oh, send me a doctor's note. No, you're feeling sick? Jay, stay home. If you if you have a date, stay fucking home. You have a, you have a, you want to take your girl out? Bro, you should have told me earlier. I would have fucking I wouldn't have scheduled you. My fault. Like, go home. I'll cover you. I'll, I'll stay. I mean, I'm getting. That's why I get paid the big bucks. I'm getting paid the big bucks to be able to fucking manage this shit and like and lead y'all. So go do what you got to do. If you can find coverage, cool. If not, then we'll hold it down over here, bro. Like it's just one fucking night, you know. Yeah. And um, but back to like what we were saying. Um, I think communicating uh has always been my strong suit. So I think you know telling people my story, like why I got fired and why. Uh, what was going on through my head when I was like doing all that stuff with the money uh, allowed me to kind of forgive myself and you know just joke around about it too you know people like to joke around about fucking killing themselves or like stuff like that but uh, I think joking around the story like people were like bro don't even trip like I've, I've stolen from my mom I stole from these people so um, that that's what it was I think uh, just joking about them joking about what had happened joking about like all that suicidal thoughts joking about it uh, talking about it with if it's a significant other if it's a friend if it's a parent Eventually, I was able to uh, grow the strength to tell my parents. They were obviously very disappointed because they knew they knew that wasn't me. I just made the wrong choice at the at, at that time, and uh, but they, I don't think it changed the way they thought of me. I think they still believe that I was up to uh, I was uh, I was up to something more rewarding. You know, something else was going to come for me that's for me. And I think it's 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 who hasn't even got here. I think this is just the start of like what I'm going to become and what I'm going to be. And uh, I'm excited for it, bro. I'm very excited. That's awesome yeah. to hear. I really like to hear that. And going back to also, you were talking about losing that connection, ma'am. Something that I've been going through recently to where like, I kind of went through something similar too, to where I had a mentor that I thought was going to really kind of maybe take things to the next level. Turns out that that guy didn't, he wasn't the guy that I thought he was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just, he keeps going his path. I keep going my path, but I felt that sense of like, oh, damn, I bit the hand that was feeding me yep. or something like that. I don't know if uh, maybe you saw my story a little while ago, bro, but Kobe Bryant was talking about this like thing that he figured out, and he was like, dude, everybody says, like, well, don't I put all your eggs in one basket, but what if you could just create more eggs? I heard that, and I go, oh, fuck, that's it right there. Like, that is the key to life is we're so busy trying to hold on to these fucking seven mm -hmm. eggs that we have, and we're so focused on that when it's fucking raining eggs. Yeah. Could you imagine if yeah. it's literally raining? It's Easter out. Yeah. Go fucking grab them all, bro. Yeah. Go try. Go get them. Go get them. Yeah. What's in this one? Oh, there's money in this egg. Yeah. It's it's basically one life is one big Easter egg hunt. And could you imagine if you went to an Easter egg hunt and you just only held the egg you only held your basket yep. and the ones that you found no bro you got to keep your eyes on it yep. so once i heard that it literally just like freed me from everything i was like oh that's the opportunity oh guess what that opportunity didn't work out yeah where's the next one where's the next one who who's got it you know what i mean who needs help who yep. can i help what value can i provide 
bro, that one, and it's weird because that one hit me hard yeah. too. Like usually you hear a good one and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. But that one was like, I felt naked when yeah. I heard it. I was like, oh shit. You know yeah, how like, what 100%. if you're, you're like taking a shit and someone bangs open the door and you're like, oh, hey, hold on now. <laughs> yeah. Octopod, you know yeah. what I mean? That's how I felt right yeah. there. I was like, dude, fucking make more eggs, yeah. dude. Don't, don't fuck that basket. All right. Make more eggs. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I saw that episode where you, you explained that. And I, today, I was actually sharing. I'm like, I actually wanted to elaborate on that, uh, elaborate on that. But I was fucking, I was over here listening to your other podcast episode. So I forgot what I wanted to say. But it, it's completely true, bro. I think we all kind of, we all put our hopes and, and dreams in one little, in one little, uh, like I said, basket. We'll use basket as a, as a, as a language. Um, and we don't realize that there's so much more, you know, like that, that shit could burn out. And you got it. You can't just, you can't just, you just, just adapt and like, hey, just move on. Like, I think. What we say with my homies, we say, um, fuck it, we ball, you know, no matter what, just go out there. Cause I mean, I, I, I hate going back to sports, but you know, you're not always in a, it's not always going your way. You know, there's, there's fucking four quarters. You're four, the first quarter you're getting down 21 zero. Cool. We lost the first quarter. Let's go win the next three. Yeah. So uh, it, it's one of those things you gotta just keep, keep, keep fighting, keep moving. And I think that's what we, that, that's what we're about. We just got to keep pushing. And, and at the end of the day, if, if you gave it all, your, if you gave it your all, that's all that matters. And, and then with effort. No one could judge effort by yourself. I cannot tell you now. Nah, eventually, didn't work too hard. For, I don't. I don't. I don't fucking know. Maybe that was your fucking limit. That was your max, and we both had different maxes, and that's it. So I think effort is between you and you, and don't let anybody fucking tell you otherwise, bro. So yeah, bro. Yeah. Sports. Sports yeah. are life, man. That's where I learned everything. That is literally young men and young women. That's the last outlet in society mm -hmm. where you can actually fail freely yeah. you know what i mean that's yeah. the last place where there's real struggle where there's it's one big equalizer it doesn't yeah. matter where you came from who's got what what color you are how much money you got bro when you're in your element whatever your craft is i don't give a fuck if it's swimming wrestling yeah. water polo fucking curling yeah it's a process and you got to fall in love with it. And then w let's say you take it, let's say you win, you're Michael Phelps, bro. And you win fucking 3000 gold medals. And yeah. you're, you're literally like, I think Michael Phelps is something like, he's like top 10. If he was his own country, yeah. like some wild yeah. shit on gold medals. Okay. It, it has to end at some point in yeah. time. Michael Phelps is bro. He's one of my favorite athletes, dude. Yeah. He's a fucking stud. Yeah. And even he was in a, a manic state of depression yeah. after his swimming career was over. And it's like, I just, man, uh, you get so focused on some things, man. Yeah. And it's such a, I can't say easy. That's disrespectful to say, but it's a very real transition. Michael Phelps can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. You know why? Because he's accomplished something yeah. that, or we're talking about the art of war again, bro. I don't know if you've read that book, the art of war, bro, but he talks about achieving enlightenment through swordsmanship. This is a book that's like a couple hundred years old, bro. Yeah. Old Japanese philosopher, bro. He talks about you need to master swordsmanship because by mastering one thing, you can translate that into 10,000 yeah. other things. So the sport is your one thing. You learned how to develop leadership skills. You learned how to just basically succeed in life. By succeeding in sports, you kind of figured out that life is a game in a sense, and you need to play it as such. You need to go out and compete, not against everybody else oftentimes where that is a real possibility, but mainly against yourself. Yep. Every single day, you need to push yourself to be the greatest version of yourself that you can be. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I think, uh, you know, playing sports, you're so used to like, the man on other on the other side so you're yeah. like competing it's, it's just easy to like get up in the morning because you know fuck i'm going against venture this week like this friday night like i gotta i gotta i gotta get right i gotta get right but then after that 
you're just competing against yourself. Now it's just like, okay, could you find the motivation deep inside to wake up early in the morning, go work out? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, after after uh, I finished college track, I kind of gained a little weight because I was like, oh, I got no more motivation to do anything. I'm not competing against anybody, you know. I'm just yeah. I'm just chilling. Not, got, but now I'm, I'm I'm in a better spot now where I could like get up in the morning, work out, challenge myself, and I still have my cheat days. And I I love eating, bro. I'm a big food guy. I love traveling, so I'm trying foods all over the place. So, um, you're right though. Learning and and uh, keeping. Uh, challenging yourself is crucial, bro. Yeah, bro. The last heavy topic, too, that we can talk into, and then we'll kind of segue into, like, some lighter, happier stuff. Yeah. But if I sit here and compete against you mm-hmm. every single day, and I'm only focused on beating you, and guess what? Let's say you do 100 push-ups, and mm-hmm. I figure out how to do 101 push-ups. Mm-hmm. I beat you. Yeah. I, yep, D, I won. But what is my full potential? Could have been 200. Could have mm-hmm. been 300. Do you oh. see what I'm saying? Yep. What if Jeff Bezos just stopped at... 100 billion what if he just stopped at books that's all we're doing bro now he's like you can order a fucking plane on amazon if you want it and it'll be here tomorrow so it's like just pushing new barriers bro reach your full potential yes it's competition but it's often within yourself yeah that's what that's what it's all about bro that's yeah. like the sweet spot. I love talking about this, man. It just makes you motivated to like yeah. fucking get up. I just feel jet. Yeah, like I might just, just go jet. fucking get a workout right yeah, now, bro. After this, we'll you know go what to I mean? Yeah. Tell me about the go kart racing, bro. Because we both have really cool jobs. Yeah. I think. Is it something that like, you know, you're not gonna make a career out of it, yeah. but you're really fucking with it. Like, yeah. tell me about it. What do you do? So it's completely different. Obviously, you know, I work with kids with autism, so working at a go kart place is completely different, and. uh me being a track operator, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I get butterflies every day because there's people that could drive amazing and there's people that can't drive. These cars could go up to 60 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. So if you give a wrong turn, you cut somebody off, you're getting slammed, you're getting, you're, you're spinning out, you're hitting the wall crazy. So I kid you not, I think like a week and a half ago, I wasn't being, I was actually on the side. One of my, uh, one of the new trainees was actually uh, um, the track operator and I guess one person uh, spun out and he didn't see him. So what you do is you slow everybody down. When someone spins out, you slow everybody down because there's going to be someone right close to him during hit him. So long story short, one guy spun out and the other guy was going like maybe 50 miles per hour. Hit the guy, like he T-boned the guy and the guy broke his back. Like he oh. like messed up like a plate and like, you know, a little plate he has in his like back. Slipped a disc Yeah, slipped a, yes, a disc. There you go, a, a disc. And um, we had to shut down the whole freaking uh, K1. We called the ambulance. They came and they were calling everybody. They're calling the guy's mom. They're like, hey. This guy messed up a disc. Like if we move him, we might we might fuck up his back even more. So mm-hmm. what do you want to do, bro? Kids, you know they got the chainsaw and everything. They they pretty much cut the cart open, bro. Oh, they cut wow. the cart open to like kind of get him in a position where like we're not gonna move him more because we don't want to mess up his back or a nerve. And uh, they did that. But K one speed is cool, bro. I think uh, as a career, I think I would just hey would, hearing that right now. I don't want to yeah, go no, race, no, bro. No, you no, didn't motivate no, me no, to no, go no. out there and race. I'm telling you, bro. When I'm controlling the race, though, I think it is always a smooth time. I think I'll put you in a race where everyone's equal. Because there's some races where, like, you know, you have your beginners, you have your advanced people. So I put you in an advanced one so you could, like, go out there and go full speed and have fun. And even if you do spin out, these guys are pretty talented enough to, like, get out of the – maneuver the way out of it. Though. Yeah. So um, career rides, it's cool. It's a cool gig, bro. I kid you not. I only work, like, maybe 30 hours a week there. And uh, it's minimum wage. It's, like, $15, $16 an hour. But we do get tips. So, for example, you know, I mean, not trying to flex any kind of money or anything like that. But this past week, I got my first full check. And I only worked for like 50 hours and the check was like over $1,000 because we get tipped like crazy. So it's, mm-hmm. an, it's an Irvine. So it's a nice community, you know, and they yeah. tip pretty well. So uh, the, the money's cool. I, it's, one of the, it's one of those things that kind of helps me, you know, pay any kind of debt that I have. I actually pay um, – when I took that semester off from college, I had to like kind of – I was like on FAFSA probation. So I don't get my FAFSA back till next semester. So I've been – a year and a half, I've been paying out of my own pocket. And it's like almost 4000 a semester. So I've been kind of, you know, putting on my credit card yeah. and just cash, casually paying that. But – 
I don't want to tie my hands to that. And I still travel though too. So I know I, I have, I pay, I pay my traveling. I pay my school, pay my traveling, pay my school, pay my rent. And, um, so that's the only reason I got that job. Cause if not that school job, I go in at seven thirty Monday to Friday, seven thirty to two thirty. After that I'm free except mm-hmm. Wednesdays I have class. But I, I decided to kind of sacrifice myself to kind of put myself in a better position in next year where I'm like debt. When I graduate, I'll pretty much be debt free. I'll probably have a surplus of money. Um, hopefully, you know, everything works out with my lady and, uh, we can maybe get our own spot and, and just travel, you know, enjoy ourselves. And, and I, I still think even if I do right now, I'm, I'm actually studying international business, but where I work at the school district, they actually offer to pay for my master's degree and teacher's credential. So I might just mess around and like, take that, take that option, get my teacher credential, get my master's. And, uh, what's really cool about the teacher credential here in California is I could teach anywhere in Cal- anywhere in the United States, except like Alabama, which I'm not going to, you're not going to catch me in Alabama. And there's a reason why. Yeah. And, um, so I wouldn't mind, you know, just using my, using my career to like travel. You know, that's always what I want to do. Travel and, and teach elsewhere, different communities. I wouldn't mind living in Philadelphia, New York, teach out there. But eventually I want to make my way back over here to California and have my kids here, family settle down and finally just retire here. But, um, yeah, bro. So I, I'm going to just take advantage of that, of that opportunity that my first job gave me, my morning job. And, um, for sure, bro. Just wherever you want to race, though. I got you, Hannah. We'll, we'll, if anything, we could probably double date, do that double racing and win. This is what I want you to know. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. We're opening up a can of worms. We're about yeah. to see if you can handle it. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. When I touch the wheel, it's off. You see what I'm yeah. saying, bro? I don't think you understand. Is there's very few amounts of things. This is where ventures venture now, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when yeah. I go third person, we're getting yeah, yeah, off yeah, the walls absolutely. here, bro. There's very few things that I'm not good at. All right. I want you to know this is like, I, I hope you're practicing, all right? That's all I need because when I step on and I put my fucking boots on and I get my little driving gloves and they snap, they go, it's fucking over, all right? I'm out there hitting turns. I'm swinging that bitch. I'm, all right? So all right, I just want you to know, bro, don't be upset when you get second, all right? That's all I'm saying, bro, all right? Because when you come in on, I'm like Ricky Bobby in this bitch, all right? I'm like if Lewis Hamilton and Ricky oh, Bobby shit. had a baby, that's me, all right? <laughs> The next thing is I yeah. just think it's so cool that you found that job because I found something that is just as crazy adjacent is mm-hmm. uh, became a jet ski instructor. So we're going jet ski to Catalina, man. And we haven't even talked about this, but like that's what I do, man, is I spent the whole end of the summer, the whole end of the season basically being a human cowboy, just taking those jet skis go up to 60 miles an hour, 55, 60, and we go 30 miles off to the coast of Catalina there, hang out in Catalina, get back on and come back. And I just took Hannah out there, man. And like, she had no idea what I was doing out there. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy, bro. It's so crazy. We we're hauling ass out there every single day. And it's so much fun. But like my hours have been cut because I'm the low man there. I was yeah. the newest guy. But like, and you know, it's getting cold. Nobody's mm-hmm. really booking trips like that. Yeah. But we were going like every day, bro. We're talking like we're taking 60 jet skis out there. So you just see a giant squad of jet skis coming in, dude. And it's so much fun. Like it's really affordable too yeah. like especially with the discount so yeah, yeah. we'll probably have another trip planned like all, i want to take hannah out again yeah. so maybe in like you know end of november maybe like december somewhere around there when there's more whales yeah, out there because we see dolphins That's and sick. whales but like you should definitely get your lady out and maybe we'll go get like three jet skis and just double up and yeah. like have a good time because it's like so cool yeah. It's like you get that same adrenaline rush. And my thing, though, that I want to ask you about is, like, there's people that don't need to. They have no business being on a jet ski. Like, we get some. <laughs> there's some people that can't swim, bro. There's some people that just, like, you can't swim? Bro, I can't swim to save my. Oh okay, my so if you give me some goggles, like a 24-hour gym, I can, I can move. I'm like Michael Phelps. But put me in the ocean, bro. I'm panicking. I'm, I'm fucking out here struggling. Uh, 
My girl likes the water. She likes to swim. She's pretty good. Um, she's a little short. She's like four, four, five, you know, four, six. Okay. Um, so I think she, she'd enjoy it. She goes on those kind of trips, you know, to like lakes and stuff like that. But, but water you, has never been my thing. But man. you're good enough to where if you're swinging that go-kart, you could swing a jet ski too. Like you'll be all right. And the good part is, is we always have like three um, shepherds. That's basically what we are. Yeah. We always got eyes on you. So if you fall off, we zoom right there, pick you up, you get on. Like it's all good. Yeah. You're never really in danger like that unless you put yourself in danger. Yeah. So it's like... It's really fun, but I'm just putting that out there. Think about it yeah. because it's better than Disneyland. It's literally like, uh, man, it's the big leagues out there. Yeah. It's one thing to jet ski on a lake, bro, but yeah. when you're in open water, yeah, I and bet we're those waves really, are crazy. We're having a good time, <laughs> and like, it's literally the best day that you'll have, like, top five day of the year yeah. for sure. I guarantee it. And uh, so just be on the lookout. Like, I'll hit you up if yeah, you if you're interested. I yeah. send you some more info. But that shit's funny. You're a track director. You see, like, what's the weirdest crash that you've seen, or like the weirdest maneuver? That you think so far on the job, you've been like, how the fuck did that happen? Bro, so it cracks me up. So a lot of people, they're they're aware of like different speeds. So it's speed one, speed two, speed three, speed four. Speed four being the, the fastest speed. So people become aware of like the rules we have. And like if a customer tells me I want speed four, I'm obligated to give them speed four. So a lot of guys would come in with their girlfriend, you know, hey, like give speed four. I'm like, okay, are you sure? And they're like, I'll give you speed four, but could you go? The thing people don't understand that K1 speed is not, it's not power steering. It's not like your same car out here, like your typical generic car. This isn't power steering, so you got to actually turn the wheel, use your forearms. There's some people that I see, there's a sharp turn. I'm like, okay, you're going pretty fast. They're, they're hitting that straightway pretty fast, but the turn's coming up. I'm like, okay, make that turn, make the turn. They just give up. They're like, all right, I'm going to just hit the wall because I got no strength to turn the wheel. So I'm just like, I'm trying my best to slow it down, but it's just it's just too fast. So I, I feel like a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of females like don't understand. Like They got to turn the wheel. And they just kind of give up, and they just like uh. want to slam into the wall, and like <laughs> they don't get it that like your tra- your air is probably gonna get out because we make sure it's pretty tight so you don't fly out of the cart. And some people just give up; they just like, oh, I'm just hit the wall, but they understand they're going like 50 miles per hour hitting a wall, and they just like all you see is their body just like pretty much lay, just like get- just dumps, like it just they're just laying them. And I panic so fast, I like sprint to the cart, make sure they're okay, and they're like, yeah, I'm okay, like hairs all on their face and all that, like saliva coming out of their freaking of their mouth and stuff, and it's just funny. But are they gas powered or electric? Electric, bro. Electric. Oh, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, they're and electric. It's indoor, right? It's indoor, yeah. But and we have two tracks. So there's one track that has a lot of curves, and there's a bigger track that has sharper turns, but it's it's a longer straightway. So that speed you build on that on that straightway, bro, it's crazy. So when you make that turn, you you gotta be smart. Either you're gonna either you're gonna hit that turn right or you're gonna slam into the wall. Or you're just gonna spin out because you just turn like too much and stuff like that. You know. So. So here's where my skill set might yeah. be a deficit on a jet ski. Faster is always better. Yeah, huh? I will tell you that one million percent. If the thing could go two hundred miles, I would tell you go two hundred mm-hmm. miles an hour. Faster is better. You cut yeah. through waves. It's like yeah. skipping a rock. Just yeah. keep going. And guess what? We're only going straight. Yeah. All right. You see that? Go. Yeah, like that's it, bro. So people get scared, man. Once you get up there into like forty, you start to hit forty-five. You start to hit fifty. Shit starts getting scary. Fifty-seven, sixty, and yeah. and it's like, and then you're gonna fly off. And yeah. like if you fly off at, I think I fell at like fifty-four maybe a couple of weeks ago. I'm holding it because I'm trying to catch up to the group. Yeah. I was dicking around or whatever. I'm like hauling ass. And all of a sudden, I hit a diagonal wave. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going. I could have recovered it. But I was like, just eat it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. eject out. So I went on my back, bro. And I literally was like a rock. There was a point I was skipping. Bro, I literally, no, I shit you not, bro. I look to my left and I see my jet ski rolling at the same speed that I'm rolling. Oh, and, and I'm like, everything was in slow motion. I was like, this is bullshit, bro. Like, fucking put me in the earth already. Like, why am 
my on top of the water. Literally, oh, the water started like violating my body because <laughs> I had like a backpack with a radio on. Yeah. All the set and they're expensive radios. Yeah, they're like twelve hundred dollars. They're high range, high yeah. frequency. Like we're on it fucking ripped my i think what happened is i like my shoulders i'm one of the bigger jet ski guys yeah. so these are like little guy backpack i fucking like ex, you know extended yeah. and i snapped one of the little rods on the thing yeah and i just feel it floating down my arm and then at the last second i grabbed yeah, it you. and i was like oh thank god so i pull it open and i was like i saved the radio <laughs> and but yeah bro like i fucking ate it and it was at the point where but it's safe like yeah. Maybe you'll get the wind knocked out of you. Like, and you know, I'm dense, so like, I'm good. But like, who yeah. had I been thin? Yeah, you'd have got the wind knocked out of you, but you would have been like, it's not a motorcycle crash yeah. where you're, yeah, 100%. it's a wrap on your yeah. life, you know? So that shit's so much fun. But I'm excited. Like, I would definitely want to hit some go karts. But so you're telling me that my greatest asset of just fucking send it and going, yeah. it's going to work it, against me, huh? It, it will, just because there's a lot of turns on that track. I think there's other tracks we could probably go to. I think Corona has like a pretty good one that's just a lot of a lot of straightways. You know, maybe just like legit just those four turns. Um, I'll probably definitely check it out. Um, but I think you'll still enjoy this the track I work at, bro. I that's think cool. How I, long is each race? Like, there's twelve laps. 12 oh, laps, okay. Twelve laps. So it's 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 pretty long. So you get tired, um, huh? Yeah. So I would tell people was like, don't try to go hard like all oh, twelve laps. You know, you're gonna get gas. So what I like to do is like if I'm racing with a bunch of people, I think it's like max is ten people. I let them go first. Let them kind of like like they're gonna lap me, and then I just take off. So I have a straight like just a straight path where I don't have to like maneuver like for other like maneuver for other people and like get out of their way. So I think it's pretty fun. Um, and we get professionals, bro. We get like there's this one guy I forget his name. He lives out in like Utah. He broke all the records for like all the K ones. Oh, and he comes, really? bro. He's like tall, skinny, white guy. Like you 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 wouldn't even tell he's like a racer, but um, I guess he's gonna he's he wanted to go pro. But I guess there's something with his body that he's, like, too light and, like, too tall. I guess it should be, like, a specific height to, like, be a, oh, per okay. a perfect, like, race driver like that. But he comes all the time, and people get super excited when he's there. I'm, like, I don't really care for people like that. I mean, unless it's, like, a, a super guy, a, an idol that, I like, I look forward to, like, seeing or I want to, like, meet and all. But I don't get, like, kind of, like, starstruck like that with him yeah. at least. But if I see, like, a radio, if I see Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Raiders, I'm, like, I'll probably go fanboy like crazy. But oh, yeah? I'll probably try to hold it in. But, um. That's cool, bro. Who are some of your favorite people then? Like Derek Carr. There's really only two people that I could think of that mm. I would be like, oh, yeah, no, I got to get a picture with you. I got to talk to you. For sure, it would be Josh Jacobs, just because I don't know if you know his background. He grew up homeless. Like, he was he was living in the van with his dad and, oh. and his brothers and sisters. And uh, I don't think he got his first uh, – I might be wrong, don't fact check me, but um, I think he got his first bed when he got his offer from uh, Alabama. That's when he stepped on his first bed, like his actual first room, you know? And, uh, you know, he made a commercial of, like, um, what would he tell himself if he was, like, you know, grown? Like, what would he tell himself, like, if he met himself in the past or whatever, something like that. And he said, it'll get better. You know, it'll, it'll get better. Just, just, keep, just keep trying, keep working. And uh, I, I think Josh Jacobs was one of them. Derek Carr, just cause he's just a nice guy, just a really cool guy. And maybe, um, who else would it be? I think, if it, if it was, past, like, current players, it'd be Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Past players, Bo Jackson. And probably Charles Woodson, just because Bo Jackson, his career ended so fast. He was a baseball player. So he was a pro baseball player. He was just yeah. an amazing athlete all around. Probably one of the best athletes ever. And his career just ended because of a hip injury. Like you know, it's happened out of nowhere. Just a, a regular routine run, and he got hurt, and he was done forever. So I just want to tell him like, how did how'd he get through that? You know, like you know, I'm pretty sure you have like, and the, the money was definitely there. Like I'm sure he made some good investments, but they were making like eight million dollars a year at that time he was playing. He was probably making thousands something, whatever. So, yeah. so I'm pretty sure some good money over there at that time, but. Um, it wasn't like ball player yeah, money like yeah, it is today. Yeah, 100%. My top two would probably be Obama. 
I'd, I'd lose my shit if I saw Obama. 100%. Just because I remember him getting elected. Like, I remember it being a big deal. I was building, a, like, a house for our dog, like yep. a dog house in our living room. And I remember seeing the confetti go down. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a big deal. I don't remember a lot of memories yeah. from being, like, seven. Yeah. But that's one of them. So mm-hmm. I'd fuck with him and, like, Ali in his prime. Oh. I would sure. love to just like spend the day. I'd love to go bowling with like yeah. Muhammad Ali and just talk so much shit and just like have him just fuck around yeah. and do stuff like that and just ask him like what he's thinking about about life stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the amount of wisdom you'd get from Ali and it wouldn't even be like a serious talk. It'd be like him just fucking around, but giving you like the the truth would be amazing. I I know you I, people I want to meet. I, I was just I thought we were talking about just the Raiders, but I think it also be top would be Obama for sure, Muhammad Ali. Um, Martin Luther, uh, just could be, a lot of people have different opinions on him. I think if you get more educated, you kind of get to see like, okay, like this guy was, he was a truth, but you know, like, like anybody else, they have their flaws and stuff like that. So I'd like to get like, hear hit, like hear his words. Um, maybe Abraham Lincoln, just to see like his two cents. Like, Hey, like, what were you really about? Like, you know, we hear all this, but like, let me, let me, let me actually like dissect you and be like, and just like, you know, like a little podcast, you know, like, let me hear you out. That'd, that'd be, be cool. lit to have be, Abe Lincoln yeah, on bro, the pod. That'd be sick as fuck. <laughs> uh, going back to like uh, adrenaline, have you ever been skydiving before, bro? No, that's the other one I got to get to. Have you? Bro, I went uh, a month ago. I went a month ago. So I was out in San Diego. I Where went at? The... San Diego skydiving? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was in uh, Oceanside? Oceanside. Oceanside, okay. So I went. To, I was in San Diego for like the weekend. I went to like, bad, I don't know if you listen to Bad Bunny. I went to go watch a Bad Bunny concert. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty live. And then uh, I was there with my friends. And I got a call from my sister like, hey, I'm actually going skydiving tomorrow in San Diego. I'm going to pick you up. And like, we'll go. I'm like, what? Like, I was like, I don't have a ticket though. Like, and she's like, oh, I got, a, I got one on a Groupon. She got me one. I was like, bet. I just Venmo her. She picked me up Sunday. We go. The Raiders. This was the Raiders. One of the reason I remember so like vividly, or whatever, it's because uh, the Raiders were playing at the time too. So Raiders were up twenty one zero. I'm like, cool. Put my phone away. They're training us on how to jump off the plane. Yeah. So we get our training get closer done. to the mic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're we're at we're training and uh, they're training us how to jump off the plane. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I volunteer to go first. I'm like, hey, I want I want to get over with. I want to jump first. I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, we finally get on the plane. And the way it works, I got on the plane first. But the way it works is like if you get on the plane first, you're getting you're, you're jumping last because okay. the entrance is at the at the very front. Hold on, you're you're telling this story real fast. Oh. Pull the mic close. Go yep. ahead. You like you can just pull the arm. Just you know, remember get get intimate with it. Oh, it's yeah, all yeah. good. It'll yeah. bend. You bend it. Yeah. Um. Tell me about that, dude. I haven't been. So what was it like showing up there in the Oceanside one? I know there's two. There's like the San Diego yeah. one with the red letters, and then I've heard of Oceanside that one too, or it might be the same company. But so what? You were strapped in with a dude. Yeah. yeah. What so, was going? On? Did so, they take your weight or what? Yeah. So actually, when you first register, they ask for your weight. They tell you like, okay, like um, what, how much you weigh and all that stuff. They just like a limit. But I weigh. I, I mean, at the time, I weigh like 195. Cool. We get there. We park. It's the middle of nowhere. Just a bunch of fucking planes, you know, and a bunch of people. Uh, they're all training there, you know, like, you know, you get strapped up and like, okay, this when you jump and you're landing, this is how it's going to be. And then finally they call up my name, like, okay, Denilson, like, you're up next. I'm like, and all, all of our party, they give you a GoPro, they record you, like, okay, how you feeling? They get in your face, like, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm hype, man, you know, I got my Raider jersey on, like, let's let's get this jump go, like, over with and uh, let's get it going. And finally, we, we do all our training. They put me in the parrot, they put me, they put me on backpack. I'm lying, they don't put you on a backpack. The person, um, oh, yeah, they put you like in a little bodysuit little body suit and like the other person has a backpack your instructor and um so you finally get on the plane the instructor's behind you and uh you finally you're, you're going off the coast you know you fly off you take off you're, you're going over the ocean nice views nice scenery you see the border cool and you obviously meanwhile all that you're, you're getting elevation you're gaining elevation and then finally you get to your your height you're, you're jumping you're jumping elevation and you know you start you start seeing everybody turn on their gopro getting strapped up you just hear the clicks <laughs> you're like oh shit it's, it's gonna happen it's it's happening and me and my sister were like the last ones. We we're on, on the farthest part of the plane. And little by little, you just see 
uh, the person tapping on the shoulder and they're like, hey, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. People are jumping, people are jumping. You just see them zooming. Like, obviously, oh, the plane's wow. going fast. So you jump off and you just see them go like behind <laughs> the plane now. So finally, uh, there's like a person in front of me. They go, I'm like, oh shit, I'm next. So the person's obviously, you're like, it's, you're, you're on a little bench. You're like, kind of like, just like shimming, shimming all the way to the front. And I look over and you're like, oh shit. Like, I was, I was, you know, confident, hyped as hell. Are you sitting on this guy's lap the whole time? Yeah, I'm sitting on his lap the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to skip over that part. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, my bad, I laughed on that. And, um, you're good. So, uh, so finally it's my turn. I look over and I I completely forgot all the instructions this motherfucker told me. He's like, hey, when you look down, don't look down. Like, put your neck back. So, like, when you jump, like, your head won't be down and you won't, like, get sick or whatever. I forgot everything. So, he, he taps my shoulder. He's like, you're good to go. I'm like, I put my thumbs up. He's like, let's do it. He pulls my neck back and we jump. We jump, bro, and we're doing this. Motherfucker made me do backflips. We did what? three back. I'll show you the video right now. I get a chance. Yeah. We do a. We're doing three backflips, and every backflip, the plane's getting further and further. On the third backflip, I don't know how he maneuvered it. Now we're looking down. We're we're we're, we're diving, bro, and he's we're going like 140, like 150 miles per hour, free falling for like good 30 seconds, and um, I kid you not, I forgot everything. Everything was just beautiful. Like the the scenery, like yeah. just I'm just falling, and like I'm like wow, like. I could die right now, and it's just—it's beautiful. It's—it's it's, you're going down so fast, and uh, you just see all your—I can see my sister like kind of—I don't know how the fuck she made it fast. Like she went down, she probably because she weighs more than me. She went down way faster than I was. I'm like, what the hell? And I just see everybody else like on the sides, you know, jumping like, or their parachute already went off because they already they flew or like they jumped off earlier. And uh, so you're free falling for 30 seconds. You can see everything. You can see all of San Diego, and uh, and you're just like, what the hell? When is this motherfucking to pull the parachute? Like I feel like I'm getting closer to the ground. Yeah. And then finally he pulls it. And you know you kind of jump up, and it's kind of it's a little uncomfortable because like the like the bodysuit you kind of goes up your crotch and stuff like that. But you're just you're just like cool. You're feeling safe. You know you're just gliding now. You're not free falling no more. You kind of go on just gliding with the with the parachute. And he then the guy's like, hey, you want to you want to you want to you want to direct us? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, here's the hook. Like you lead us back to where we gotta go. So I'm over here fucking just gliding left, right, and I fucking figured out I'm fucking going to the freeway. He's like, hey, watch this. So he takes over, bro. We're fucking like over a couple cars. Like we're in the freeway. Like, I'm like, bro, do not fucking drop us here. And like we're over, we're over the freeway, and then we finally kind of maneuver back into like our into our landing spot. We land, and I kid you not, I got my I got took off my bodysuit, threw up. I threw oh, up like crazy. I, I mean, I, I I felt it coming. I was like, oh man, like I had some chips before this because I was hungry, you know. And um, I threw up, but it, I kid you not, I think if if I could give anybody any advice or any of that, like I I'd say just do it. Like I know it's expensive. You, if you need to save up, save up for it. I think it was like three hundred dollars for like the video and all that recording. I think I suggest getting the recording because. Even now, like just telling the story, I, I still forget the jump. I want to do it again. Like I want to experience it again. But yeah, um, definitely pay for the video recording. Uh, definitely eat something good. You no, know, I ate chips just because like I was waiting there for like three hours, two hours, and um, drink your water, you know, and uh, and just do it, dude. If you got if you come on to go first, or just don't be hesitant. Like don't grab onto anything. Just go. And if you pass out, you pass out. Like you got instructed that's gonna be taking care of you. But um, just jump. And it, I think after that, I think I've been more. Just more alive. I think I've been made. I wouldn't say more confident. I've always been kind of confident, but like I just feel like if I could do that, I could do anything. You know, fucking just jumping off a plane and. Bro, that's yeah. lit. So I'm gonna go full chili dogs yeah. probably the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just hack down some uh, some chicken McGriddles at McDonald's Honestly, and then bro. just send it. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, if you threw up in the air, would it hit the guy that you're connected to? I would think it would, bro. Just because like this oh. is how the science works. You know, it's, it's probably gonna hit him, but. I had told him too because like when we were gliding over the freeway i feel like that's when i was getting motion sickness you know i was like damn what the hell like, I've, I've never felt like i gotta throw up before he's like don't worry and like what he what he does was like 
I don't know what he did, but he like just pulls on one lever and you're just falling even faster now. So I'm like, I'm on her spinning down like super fast and we get to the ground faster than, than uh, we were supposed to. But he was like, it's all good, bro. I know you had to throw up, so we're doing this. But I think probably one of the best experiences I've had was jumping off the plane, bro. Dude, sure. that's awesome because I'm out there on the jet ski and like there's only one other level and I think it would be a skydive. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is the greatest job ever. Like I'm just out here cruising, one yeah. with the water. Yeah. A jet ski is very different. Like it's a new, it's yeah. like a, it's a new type of mode of transportation yeah. that's like so cool there, there's no way to get closer to the water and just feel like like an animal yeah. like almost like a, a cool dolphin or something yeah. but skydiving i could sign up for being a skydiving instructor what i want to do and what i'm hesitant about is i want to do the wingsuit but i know it takes like thousands of jumps to get your certification to go legit like oh mm, like the squirrel jump like, hell yeah and you see the dudes on the mountain and like somebody dies like every few years you hear about just smacking yeah. into the wall but like i would that shit would be lit bro like the wingsuit would you do that or what 100 percent. i've always had like thoughts in my head i'm like okay like if i know my day's coming you know my i'm about to like my day's gonna end or like my life's gonna end hello what's up hannah hello. hannah just walked hello, in hello you're late to the podcast what's going on get your mic set up come on now jokes yeah it's good well um how was school all right. Well, um, D's over here telling us about his skydiving. He threw up. Yeah. He couldn't hang. I could never do that. <laughs> well, he's just saying that we're going to go. We're going to go like maybe next year or something like that. We can be going two weeks if you guys want. When I come back from New Orleans, we, can, okay. we could make it happen. Yeah. Let's definitely see and we'll make a date. It'll be, is it cheaper with like a Groupon too? It's super cheap. Did your lady go? She didn't go. She uh, she was like wilding out though. Cause you know, it's like, it's a process. I'll, I told her I'm about to jump and I didn't text her for like three hours later, but my phone was blown up. Like, did you fucking die? Did you die? Like, what's up with you? I was like, no, it's just a long process, you know, getting on yeah. the plane and getting all that training done. But is it all, and we could do this in a day. You don't got to spend the night. We could drive I, up. We could definitely drive up during the day. But so what had happened was the only reason I was able to jump was because my sister was supposed to jump Saturday. But I guess like it, there's a lot of factors I play, like the weather and yeah. stuff like that. So I think that day was very gloomy and cloudy. So they're like, hey, you know what? Let's cancel it for tomorrow. And then luckily that Sunday, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Sun is out. Skies are clear. And we were able to make the jump. But I think we should probably go maybe during the summertime. I think it would be best it'd just because it it, it guarantee our jump, it, you know? Yeah. The chance yeah. of it getting canceled is lower. Only bad weather we have is like during November, yeah. December. Yeah, that would suck. But yeah, we'll throw that on the board. That sounds lit, bro. Let's see. What else can we finish up with? Like, uh, what have you been What you been watching on Netflix? Like, we'll just end with some cool, wow. just just chat. What you been binging? You been watching anything? So, me and my girl actually started watch. This was like two nights ago. I picked her up. We were having Canes late night. I caught her out of work the next morning so we could watch all night. Uh, Love is Blind. <laughs> you seen that show? <laughs> Bro, this show pissed me off. Like Hannah loves that show. No, no but... it, it, It's a lot of drama. I think uh, maybe just because I'm just so very... Um, I don't know. I'd say I got some common fucking sense sometimes. Like, I like I don't it. get me wrong though. I, I've, I, I've, you know, you know, we were both very young. Like, you could, you could fall in love very fast. Like that makes sense, you know. But uh, there's just some girls or just some boys or men in that show that just fucking piss me off with like their, their way of like living and going about things. I'm like, no, like. But that, like I said, it's just all like situational and just all like the the approach and like the experiences you had. So, bro, I can't watch that bullshit. I can't watch no Love Is Blind, uh, Hot Island, or, like, like too hot to have, to, yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck The Bachelor. Yeah. Fuck like what is the other one? Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah. Bro, all that shit. Like, cause I understand what it's about. Like, yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah. Are you entertained? Yes. Yeah. It, all right, that's for you. But just don't feed me. Like, bro, don't put sprinkles on a turd and tell me it's a donut. You yeah, see what I'm right saying? Though. Like, that's what it's about, bro. Is I want like 
real shit like yeah. that's what i don't want like oh should i uh he, oh he looked at her funny and this and that yeah. and so now i was triggered by that and guess what he hasn't even apologized and i haven't seen him in a year like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about yeah. it just but hey if that's what's bonding with your lady yeah. i can't that's the only, only time hannah watches those shows is like when i'm at work or yeah. like you know doing something yeah, else i watch that but i'm a big fan of narcos bro like i love the show narcos mexico or mm. narcos even the colombian one is sick i fuck with it you speak spanish i do bro all right, so here's my issue was I started the original Narcos before me and Hannah got together. Yeah. I couldn't read captions. Like, I wasn't getting it. We got, I started watching more Swedish stuff, stuff yeah. like that. I'm big on captions now. No problem. Yeah. I should restart it, but now I feel like it's so, like, you have the Narcos, you have the Narcos Mexico, yeah. you have, like, a bunch of El Chapo shows, yeah. like, stuff like yeah. that to where, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Could Do I have to watch... Um, the original Narcos no, to get into the Narcos Mexico? I think if you what? watch the Narcos Mexico, it, it gives you a good brief of everything. So I don't think you have to watch the Colombian one because they're both long, bro. Each episode is like an hour, yeah. two seasons, 16 episodes kind of thing. I think you watch Narcos Mexico is probably the best one out of all of them. I think I was like glued to the TV, bro. That's cool. Um, so that was my favorite shows. And then the, what, the reason I say Narcos too is because you know how you said you wanted to like scroll jumping? Um, so I think if I, if, if I could go scroll jumping like on my last days, you know, I was like, you know, I'm about to die tomorrow or whatever. I'd do it and like fly over all the fucking narco people and just fucking start shooting like crazy, oh like God. get like a fucking t whatever kind of gun. I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not. I'm not a big knowledgeable <laughs> on guns, but like just go sky, like go like not even skydiving, but just go like jump and like scroll jumping and just like shoot as many narcos as I can, just to like kind of make that location better and just fucking you know zoom how out of there, fast bro. I believe you would get picked out of the air <laughs> like a duck during hunting season. You know how quick it would just be. Boom! There yeah, he is, probably, and you would just yeah. fall right out yeah, of the sky. Fuck. Well, I, even if I, it was like just me, like dropping fucking hella bombs, little fucking tomahawks, okay. and just zooming out of there, bro. Like I, they they go pretty fast. I seen videos like on TikTok. I'm like, damn, oh, this motherfucker zooming so in. fast. Yeah, and yeah. you think you're gonna be able to bro, aim fuck, as yeah, you're? Oh, okay, so here's my question yeah. too. Now is your wingsuit clearly? Yeah. You're 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 flying. Yeah. How the fuck are you gonna bend your elbows and shoot a gun? Explain that to me. You didn't think that through, right. did you? I might have to like I don't know some new technology that we could it's just out there you know just fucking press a button I'm out here free I'm still okay. fucking free handed okay. I guess but well, I don't know man so you're right though you caught me you caught me lacking have you watched Game of Thrones I've not isn't that it's on HBO huh here's what I'm saying is if your lady hasn't watched Game of Thrones that's been like the best bonding me and Hannah have had in mm -hmm. a while. We just literally went season one through seven, went hard. That's all we were watching was Game yeah. of Thrones. And we're busy too. So, you know, like nighttime we're watching yeah. it and stuff. But like, bro, just start. You got to get through like the first two seasons, learn everything. But yeah. as soon as like episode one of season three hits, you're like, oh, this is it. It's like yeah. a drug. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this shit is, this is the stuff yeah. right here. Check it out. Like you guys sit down, watch together, give it like, you know, give it some time. It's yeah. an investment, but that shit's fire. You watch like Yellowstone or 1883, any of that? Well, I have Paramount? not watched those. So I, I barely got into like watching Netflix again. Just, you know, during COVID, I was still working and all. Yeah. Um, and now that I have a little bit more free time, I got the fucking second job. So it's been very hard, but like... Get on the mic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just been very kind of hard just to um to like get the time to like watch the shows with her. Um, but I'm definitely going to do... Uh, uh, you said Kings of Thrones, right? Yeah. Or Game of Thrones. Game of, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. I got I to gotta check that out because my brother would watch it. I'm not sure if it's the same show, but I remember, you know, just walking in and out of the room, seeing an episode where I think, like, there's some incest shit where, like, the guy ends oh, up yeah. smashing his sister on, a, on yeah. a fucking tree or something. Oh, or yeah. No, up in a, a castle, bro. In the, ca in the castle. Yeah, it's in the castle. Hell, yeah. yeah. So, it's some crazy shit. I'm, there's some good-looking people on that fucking show, so I definitely got to check it out and, uh, uh, 
That'd be a good investment. Uh, all right. I'm not saying that it's the incest that should bring you there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, whatever you're into, whatever <laughs> your vice is, I don't judge. All right. So do uh, that. Uh, what you've been listening to, bro? Is there any, like, do you have any favorite podcasts? Do you have any favorite books? Anything that you want to put people on? Like, what do you really listen to? I know you've been listening to the good old natural thoughts and talks yeah. lately, but you know. So I definitely listen to your podcast. Like I wanted to get a glimpse, you know, I was like, I was kind of nervous. I'm like, I don't know why I was nervous. I'm like, bro, I could talk for days. Like, I don't know why I even, I'm even nervous. But um, so something I like, I like watching a bunch of like highlights on football, like football highlights on YouTube. But I've been listening to like Rod Wave. I like I like a lot of music. I like Rod Wave. I like J. Cole. I like Kendrick. Yeah. I like very lyrical people. I like Meek Mill. Um, I also, I'm on the cool, like the lighter side with like Coldplay. I want to see a Coldplay concert. Okay. I, I like Bad Bunny. Um, podcast, like I said, I've been listening to yours. I listen to uh, Pat McAfee, you know, just sports ones. Yeah. You know, they, they crack me up. It's a good one. Um, for a little bit, I was listening to, uh, what's his name? Seth, not Seth Rogen. Uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. And, uh, there's some episode, I'm like, there's some like, you know, he started off cool. And then like, you know, he got into different stuff. I'm just like, oh, you know, we all have our disagreements. It's just cool. I still watch him sometimes just to kind of get his opinion on some stuff. He has that one guest. I forget his name. That, that one scientist guy or that one. I forget his Neil name. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think so. Yeah, I think so. The black so. guy? Yeah, the black guy. Yep. The, with space? Yeah, yeah. So he he's, I listen to his sometimes. I'm like, okay, this guy's a, okay, you know, you know, got, you know, we all got our opinions on him. So I listen to that. Um, but like I said, your show, bro, I was listening to like, when I was, when I, when you first started, I was still working at Nike. So Nike, that shift was, the money was cool, but the shift was 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day. Oh, wow. So I would like, but your podcast got me through the day, you know, I was like putting my AirPods on just fucking an hour long podcast, just, you know, shift to shift to shift. Yeah. And, um, and then eventually they're like, oh, you guys can't listen to anything. I, I AirPods away. I'm like, man, fuck y'all. Like, God damn it. Yeah. And then I ended up finally leaving just because like, I was, it was just hard, bro. Like just going to school too. And like getting off at 2 a.m., falling asleep at 3 a.m. Yeah. I was eating like Wiener Schnitzel at fucking 2 a.m. And like, you know, I just, I just saw my body not, not you were yeah. consuming Wiener Schnitzel. That's the only thing I was open by my house, bro. 24 hours, you know, like either McDonald's or Wiener Schnitzel. You talk like, about dog shit, bro. bro you you like Wiener Schnitzel? What, what's your order there, bro? Bro, no, bro. My order is just a, a double, a double chili uh, cheeseburger. Ugh. Oh my god! Actually, I had that bro. today too. My girl likes that shit, bro. Bro, my girl put me when on. I when I put Wiener Schnitzel, bro, when I look at Wiener Schnitzel, it just goes. Don't you do it? Don't yeah. you even think about yeah. it, bro? It's not food. I don't think it's food. It, it's not. My my girl enjoys it. She got fuck. What she got today? She got two chili dogs and like some jalapeno poppers. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> you, we gotta stop. Like, if you ever want to have kids, we're gonna start eating some good, some better <laughs> shit. I want my offspring to be. I want my offspring. My offspring to be fucking elite. You know? Oh but, my god, that's funny. I'm with that. Yeah. Um, busy life. That's what I want to talk mm. about, bro, is there's a lot of people that struggle with time management, struggle yep. with kind of getting things figured out. Yep. We do a lot. We, we really, I, something I haven't like dived into too deep is yep. there's people that just go to Cal State Long Beach. You understand that? They take 12 units and they stress out. 100%. And I go, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, bro? School. Uh, I work one or two jobs right now. Uh, I have a relationship with my girlfriend full time there. I got a dog I take mm -hmm. care of. I still have a social life. Yeah. I like to eat. At rest, you know yeah. what I mean? Cook, yeah. clean. Yeah. It's I do what three people do. Yeah, and so do you. How do you feel about that, man? So going back to what you were saying, bro, these people, are, some people are privileged. Some people be like taking just 12 units uh, and they could still go out. They could still pay for the gas, still pay for food comfortably. Yeah. Me, I'm not lying to you, bro. I'm only taking this semester. I'm only taking two classes. I'm I'm actually graduating a little late just because of my job, like the schedule wise, like it didn't fit. So, but if I were to give up my job and just go to school, I couldn't afford the things I do. I wouldn't yeah. be able to pay rent. I wouldn't be able to pay my gas, pay the the parking pass. So, 
Um, I think if people have the opportunity, the opportunity to just like go to school, God bless you. That's a privilege. I think people should kind of like, I think they should be able to juggle a couple of stuff. You know, I think it, it builds character. It, it develops you as a human being. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm jealous. I'm like, damn, I wish I could do that. You know, like I wish yeah. I could just like, I, w- I just go to school, live on dorm, live on the dorms and, and still play, you know, play flag football with the homies. But yeah. the time just wasn't, it wasn't right. Um, but I think what I do now, you know, just go to school, just having two classes, having the two jobs, it gives me the opportunity and the privilege to like travel and, and just enjoy life. You know, why can't I do both? Why can't I go to school and enjoy life and, yeah. and do all that kind of stuff and still, you know, date. Um, actually after this podcast, I'm gonna go pick up my girl, drop her off at home and, um, She's gonna change. We're gonna go to Boomers. Actually, we're going bowling. We're going bowling. So we're going bowling at uh, Bolmero right there in uh, in Tustin. The Tus- oh, it's in okay. Tustin, so that's where I kind of live at near over there in Tustin. How's your bowling game, bro? I barely learned. I learned how to curve. So I'm out here. I'll show you video. I'll send you videos when I when I when I link my computer to my phone. Uh, I, got, I, I don't need the videos. Just send me the score. Uh, that's all no, I need. No, yeah, my, send me the score. No, my score. My, the score her. doesn't tell the story, bro. Cause I be trying I some need, crazy shit. That's bro, what it is. Bro. I don't care about. You don't get style <laughs> points. All right. Like there's no style yeah, yeah. points, bro. Yeah. That number at the end. That's what I want to see. I think right? I, I can hit like a 130, 120. Okay. I like I'm that. decent. I'm decent. I'm. I've gotten better just because back then I was just chuck the body, you know? But now I'm, like, yeah. finessing a little curve and stuff like that. Why don't you guys go bowl at the school, bro? It's literally half price. I know, but we, I live in Santa Ana. Oh, so right. so it'd be, like, a 35-minute. I mean, I, I'm down, though, but she's, she's out here. She's at my house right now. So going back to, like, just juggling stuff, too, I think you need to put a good effort because a lot of people, I see a lot of people, like, their relationships break off just because they don't make the effort, you know? Like, for example, I work late. I get off at 10 from K1 on Monday through Thursday, and... You know, I didn't see my girl all day. So what I make, I'd just be like, hey, you know what? Just sleep over at my house. I'll go pick you up, come to my house. I'll go gym at 5 a.m. I'll wake you up at 6.30. I'll take you home, and then I'll go to work. Mm-hmm. So I normally, this is what I normally do. I, I, so I, I pick her up at 10. We, we talk, you know, communicate. We eat something at the house. We get ready to sleep. We sleep. I wake up at 4.35, 5-ish, yeah. go to the gym. Uh, I get some Starbucks for her and my mom. And sometimes myself. I'm not a big Starbucks guy, but, you know, just to, that little flex, you know, I guess. And uh, so I get Starbucks for all three of us. I give it. To, I wake up my girl. I take her home. She starts work at seven, and then I go to, to my job right after. And then just to make that effort, you know, just so she could, she knows that hey, you know, I'm thinking about you. I care about you, and and I want to like make the effort to make this work because a lot of people don't. A lot of people just rather just be like, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to sleep. Like no, I'm sleepy too, but I want to make the effort to like, go see you and make sure you feel loved and comfortable. That's like, that's always been my thing too with any significant other that I had. Like make sure they feel comfortable. Make sure they feel safe. And that's physically, financially, emotionally, uh, and that's with other people too. I mean, there's a, there's like a. I think there's got to be a boundary you got to put, but for my significant other, there's nothing I wouldn't do for them, you know? And I, I know that for a fact, you too, you obviously would do anything for Hannah, and uh, I just want to continue being a decent person in, in, that, in that way, you know? And the last thing I want to touch on, bro, is delayed gratification. You're talking about you're jealous with those who maybe have it a little bit easier now, but are in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah. After that graduation season yep. hits, bro, I can't tell you how excited I am for December 10th because I graduate on the 9th. Mm-hmm. And if I can take all these artificial stressors yep. away and just go, what do I care about right now? Yeah. Paying the bills, getting the dogs taken care of, yeah. you know, and podcasting. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what, bro? I'd be done with all that shit by like 3.30 every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really would. I'd, I'd be like, what are we doing tonight? I don't really, I don't know. My schedule's open yeah. instead of the the massive chunk of time that yeah. I'm just fucking yeah. clawing and yeah. just going this uphill. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like by us 
suffering throughout these earlier years, bro, we're going to end up, you reap what you sow, bro. Yeah. You're going to end up building something. I'm going to finish out on one more quote bro, yeah. by Lewis Howes. It's like, you got to hop on his podcast too, yeah. the school of greatness, bro. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's got good books, but Lewis Howes, he goes, uh, you want to do what others won't do so that later you can do what others can't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's really where I'm at right now yeah. in life is like, I'm about to outwork everybody yeah. so that I can literally do whatever the fuck I want yeah. down the road. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. So I finished it out. Thanks for coming on. But sure. I have one more question for you is who's somebody that you would like to see on this show? Who's somebody that you would recommend you want to shout out or call out that you think would be a really good episode? And I'll reach out and see if I can set a date and get them on at some point in time. Let's see. Who do I think would be a good guest? I don't have to know them. You know what I mean? It could just be somebody you're like, you know what? This is who I want to see. You know, my dog, uh, Emmanuel Ortega Lopez, or Lopez Ortega. He's one of my one of my best friends from middle school. I think we kind of have similar, uh, similar backgrounds. Um, but yeah, we're so different. Like we have similar backgrounds, but just the outcome was different, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll definitely reach out to him, too. And then you can maybe – we'll probably come on the podcast together, and I'll probably just be on the side just hear him out if he talks that shit. And yeah. hopefully he does. And I think he'll be cool. He's a That's awesome. very educated guy, and I think you, you'd enjoy him, too, bro. I love it, man. We'll reach out. We'll set a date. But did you have a good time today? Oh, bro, it was amazing. I, I think I could go on for fucking hours. We, yeah, we man, can keep we'll have so many topics on. that we got we to gotta discuss. Yeah. Other topics and stuff Open like invite anytime you yeah. want, bro. Just hit me up. Like I said, it's it's real easy to set up. It's it's nothing. I'm super flexible, and we always make it happen. So appreciate you coming on. Hey, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking in with us. It's been a good one. We've been going for like an hour and 28 minutes, bro. Does it feel like it? Bro, it felt like 10 minutes, Yeah, man. it felt like 10 minutes, man. We just keep flowing. Like I said, man, I'm definitely going to be hitting you up about the go-kart racing. Yes, I'm trying to get on that track, man. We're setting up a trick for the jet ski. I know you can't swim, but guess what? If you stay by me, if you can keep up, you'll be safe. All right, <laughs> I got bro? you, bro. Appreciate you. All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace.